So, there is obviously Nefesh Achayim is a safer that specifically is addressing Litvish Ahashkofa, right? Obviously, we know that there's a safer called Tanya, and Tanya is more of the Chasidish Ahashkofa, also, it's a very specific, yeah. It's a very specific form of Chasidish, the Chasidish of Chabad, but in Nafshachayim, it's more what the Hashkofa of the Lithuanian Jewry. You know what they what they held to be Amislamita Shemitah. Lithuanian Shemitari. lineage. Lithuanian lineage. Yeah, people with Lithuanian <laughs> Lithuanian lineage. Now, it happens to be right that obviously we know that the Yisaida Yisaida Yisaidas in Yiddishkeit are always the same, right? Correct. So whether you're it's different sheets. Exactly. So whether you're a Gronik or whether you're a Chabadsker or whether you're a Breslover or whether you're a Staliner or a Stachiner or a whatever you are, right? Lamaisa it all has a Shayrish and a Makar in the Torah. And also, if you take a look at Bichemeyer Morgenstern, Bichemeyer has a lot of different, you know, ways of explaining the different machlekes and the one on through history that it's totally in different chumis hanefesh, nishmas rocho, nishmas leah. The truth of the matter is, is that he gets even a little bit more, you know, mechudish. He even is masber one machlekes between Reb Chaim and Reb Chonon. I'll pee like different Shirish Hanashamas. Like his mom is like teeth in a sugya, and he's like Mazber, like a machlekes between Rukhaim and Rabbachanan, like I don't know, get to be other Ben Kachar or something like very Lomdush sugya based on like their Shirish Hanashamas, like how they're going to see it. No, it wasn't a pamphlet. So, anyways, Akupan of you know, there's a lot of different things that he addresses, obviously, in Nefeshachayim. And the first thing that he addresses in Nefeshachayim is the understanding of what an individual's responsibility in this world is and the purpose of existence and creation and how chashiv a human being is and what kind of effect a human being could actually make, not just in this world, but also in the Ilamas HaLyonim, in the spiritual worlds. And the truth of the matter is, is that the spiritual worlds are probably more real, in a sense, right, than the physical worlds. Everything Ba'etzem is trickling down from the spiritual world. So anything that we do down here within the physical world, it, can, it kind of, so to speak, I don't want to say... Um, gets reconstituted, but it trickles back down into this world. Create something up there that's tremendous and vast, and that trickles down back to, down here into this world. Okay, so in the beginning, the first two Sha'arim, I want to start with Sha'ar Gimel, and the first two Sha'arim, Sha'ar Aleph and Sha'ar Bez, he specifically addresses what a Tselem is, the Lashon of Tselem, right? The Lashon of what it is to be, uh, have a Demos and a Tselem of a human being. And he goes... And he says that it's not a literal translation. He says that it's only a translation in a sense, right? Because a person is not a Kaddish Baruch A Kaddish Baruch does not have a tselem. He does not have an image. If a person believes that a Kaddish Baruch has a physical guf, or even the truth of the matter is, is that even if you say a Kaddish Baruch exists in the sense that we understand existence, so that in of itself is, could be clear, right? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu exists way above and beyond anything that we could possibly fathom. So to even utilize the word existence is completely incorporeal, right? That in of itself is already hard to, to even apply. So Avada HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't have, have its selim. So what does it mean that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has its selim? What does it mean that a human being has its selim? What does it mean that the whole Merkava Al-Yayna, the person is daimah to the selim Al-Yayna? So he says like this, Kem bedimyin zeh kaviyachol, Baruch Hu HaKadosh Baruch Hu created a person He gives him over the Kayach that he is able to be shaylet on all the Ilamas HaElyonim Ad Ein Misper Mamash like without account And he gives it over to a person That he is the one that is able to be 
in charge of all of these based on the movements of what of, of his mycin, right? Now this is a very important thing. A person blinks, right? Or a person breathes, or a person person moves in any way, right? Whether it's the toiv, whether it's lara, whether he had a kavana, whether it was subconscious, it doesn't make an afkimina. He's, he's having an effect on the upper worlds. He's having an effect, therefore, also on the lower worlds. And also the chesidish svarim they talk about how a person is also the truth is the sifik kabbalah talk about it. How a person who, whatever he does, he either creates a malach or a shaykh. You're creating an actual sentient being that might be even more conscious than you. Oh, yeah, exactly. So it goes way, way back. What? From here or from here? It's not polar. I'm asking if it's recording from the bottom or the top. If it's in the bottom, you might want to no. put it this way. This way? Or this way, whichever. But if it's recording from here, meaning you had it down, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, off the plate is safest. All right. I don't want it to get eaten. All right. So he says over here, He is the one. Based on any little thing a person does, right? So even the smallest action that a person performs is going to have an enormous effect, right? So I might see hear this all the time, like Bachram especially, you know, less by adults, more by Bachram. But Bachram always are saying, why does a Kaddish Baruch care? Right, you know, about the way I tie my shoes. Why does the Kalash Baruch care about the way I blow my nose? You know, why does it have to be kol massive Yul Hashem Shemayim? What does the Kalash Baruch care for? Who cares, right? The Kalash Baruch was making such a big deal out of that. But on the flip side, let's say a pushing of a button, right? When you push the a button. So, ask that question basically yeah. of why does Hashem care? Does the Kaddish Baruch really care if you shecht from the front or from the back? Same concept, right? Mm-hmm. right. I think a lot of things in Yiddishkeit are like that, meaning tr- I, I used to want to understand that. everything, but if you think there's an understanding for everything, then right. you might be waiting sure a long it's a time model. to figure things but, out. Right. Some things do have reasons, some things don't have reasons. Right. And I think a lot of it is not necessarily logical to the to us, right. to the t- 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 general person. Right. I mean, everything obviously has a reason. I think the Gemara answers right. anything so that's that not a necessarily something we'll understand. That's right, what I mean. right. Definitely, it doesn't have to be something that we Gemara understand. Paraduma is, a, is an example of something that we definitely don't understand. Right. Many something that even Shleiman Malchus not understand. Yeah. What do you think about? I think the Gemara answers over there that the Erechanami it's just the litnis chayal the makayim mitzvosav the lana shleiver mitzvosav. Right. Which basically means that on the most simple level, right. On the most simple level, it's basically that it's just there has to be rules, right? The rules could attack a bit for carrot, right? Mm-hmm. But it happens to be it's like this. Now, once the rules are like this, once the rules are like this, then already obviously there's pshatim or muzim, you know, and the the, the, the deeper, you know, the deeper. and the other right. yeah, But right. if it would have been for carrot, then it would have been for carrot. Right. Those things came later. The, the yeah. main you said is that there the just main, has to be rules. Right. The main you said is that there's rules. That's the aleph, right? But then the basis, and what he's trying to adjust is a little bit deeper than that, is that there's also a tremendous effect. There's, a, there's an astronomically ginormous effect that a person has when he d- performs an action in this world. It's not, Especially it's, it's when it comes to a mitzvah and avera. Right, it's not. He created a system mm-hmm. where, where, you know, these actions will do one thing and another action will do another. Right. Yeah. And so, for example, let's say I take a toy, right? My kid has a toy, and on the toy there's a button, right? And I push that button. 
button and it's the weekday and it makes noise, right? So then a person could say, so what did you do by pushing the button, right? What did you accomplish by pushing the button? You did nothing, you just made a little noise. That same push of a button on Shabbos, right? You chayav misa for, could be, theoretically. I mean, depending on whether electricity is the rice or the rabbanon, pash says the rabbanon. There's even shitas that uh, say that it's not so pasha where the isser comes from. But akapana v'ayfin, that... So that say right. Chazanish held that it was bain. According to Chazanish, it was the rice. According to B'Shalem Zalman, he holds that it's shver that there's even a makar. According to the Machsa of Ram and the and the Beis Yitzchak, it's 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 Nailid, which is a dirabanan, right? So it's a, it's like a three way machleikas kilo. But akapana v'ayfin, right? If I push a button and that button leads to a nuclear explosion, that sets off some kind of nuclear warhead, right? And that goes and, and, and explodes something in in North Korea, right? So then obviously we know that that's going to have an astronomical effect. They're going to shoot missiles back and then we're going to launch into some kind of nuclear warfare. Right? So that's exactly what's going on down here. There's a nuclear cosmic effect. And we just don't see it. We just don't see it. Exactly. Right. And we don't see it. Yeah. I mean, unless a person is very holy and very risen on that madrega, then he can see it. But we, sometimes, though, we can be margishet. That's a thing. That's something that you have to understand is that you can be margishet. You can plug your emotions into it. Morale says a very interesting thing. The morale says that there are certain musagim that are so teeth, that are so deep, and they are so spiritual that the human mind, the human seichel, cannot fathom those ideas. You can't put them into words, you can't define them, you can't describe what those ideas are. It's not, it's not possible. I think one way we could see perhaps yeah. something similar is, yeah. I know if you're around positive people, you tend to become more positive. If you're around negative people, you right. become more negative. So you see the effect that the action, in a sense, can have. Right. That's an emotional effect that you can influence another well, person. I'm just trying to bring a similarity. I don't mean the exact same thing, but the concept, I right. guess, is the right word. But the morale says, though, that there are certain ideas that they're so deep that the human mind can't fathom, but the heart can. Mm. So a person's lave has the ability sometimes to pick up on these things, and the more sensitive and in tune to Yiddishkeit you are, the more these things affect you. So very often a person will walk away you know, from an Aveira and he'll feel a certain spiritual dirtiness, right? Now, of course, the Sultan wants you to focus on that, right? And wants you to get depressed about it, and wants you to go mashugit about it, etc., etc., right? Because not necessarily does that same individual have the same, you know, high when he plugs into something ruchnistic, right? But there are people, for sure, that when they learn, let's say, they come out of a Geshmaka Seder, right? I think anybody in Shiva understands that if you learn a whole four-hour Seder, you mamish connect away, you come out feeling a completely and totally different feeling than you did when you went in. You feel so elevated, right? And the Chazanish, I forgot all the different madrigas that the Chazanish discusses, but the Chazanish actually discusses that if a person learns one hour, he feels a certain way, he learns two hours, three hours, four hours, I think to a point where he gets to like six or seven hours, the person mamish feels like a malach, he feels totally moved off from this he world. Before. He has totally. like 10, 11 hours also. Yeah, yeah. He keeps on going. He keeps on going with different hours. And each hour that a person learns Birit Sifas, that has to be that the person is con- consistently learning. He's not looking at his phone half the time. He's not texting half the time. He's not spacing out half the time. He's not going down for six coffee breaks in between, right? A person really sits and learns, he will feel, feel, be, be risen. So a person, even though you can't necessarily see with your own fleshiga eyes, what's going on in the Lama Salyayim, but a lot of times you can feel the ripple effect that's going on in the Lama Salyayim. A lot of people tell me this also, you know. They do certain Averis and they mamish, they feel a certain spiritual just dirtiness, you know, from doing those Averis. I think a lot of us feel a similarity to what you're saying with regards to Shabbos. Shabbos. People feel elevated. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
people feel elevated when it comes to Shabbos. Also, I think when it comes to other Yom Tovim. Perhaps that's the second Neshama that they told. The Neshama Yisera. You feel that way. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we're going to get to that actually. He talks about the yeah. Nishami Yisera, what exactly that is, and how, how you're margish that. Yeah. But, I don't remember, uh, but yeah. even in the regular world, though, like, <laughs> your instincts will pick up things that your conscious mind don't. Like, mm-hmm. you might speak with someone and you say, I can sense this guy's a liar. Mm-hmm. Now, you might not be able to say why, but your mind just picked up a thousand different tells. Right. Know? You know, the guy is, you know, maybe just a thousand, there's a thousand different tells. Now, this guy can't repeat them. Mm-hmm. And he, he, don't, he may not even notice them consciously, but mm-hmm. his instinct noticed it. His instinct. Yeah. Right, so I think it's like a yeah. sub, it's over there, yeah. there's a subconscious awareness that the person has, and yeah. his subconscious mind is plugging into various yeah. details that the yeah. conscious mind isn't picking yeah. up on. And the subconscious mind, is, the person has seen this already many times before. So yeah. the subconscious mind puts two and two together and creates a whole stick of fire. Now it happens to be that it's very dangerous. People have hunches, and people's hunches very often are off, right? And very often, sometimes they're on, and sometimes and that's they're, to- they say, they're totally sometimes off. Sometimes you gotta trust your gut, because even if you can't put into words why you feel a certain thing, you feel like it's gonna work, or it's not gonna work, or it's the right thing, or it's the wrong thing. If that's what you're feeling, you gotta trust your gut sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, for sure. Sometimes means to say, in a situation where it's very hard to define, you don't know what the right answer is, you feel very strongly in one direction, you so can't then very why. often, right, you can't explain why, so very often, you know, you go with your gut. But it's very important also to know that your gut is not empirical evidence and your gut can also be wrong. Yeah. It can be wrong plenty. Yeah, I'm going to give an example. It's just an alerting system. You right. can use it as a learning system. Then, like, if, if your alarm system goes off, it's not necessarily criminal. It might have been a rabbit passed by. Yeah. You know, so, but you check. You, you, you know. Commercial break. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a big machlekes. Some will say it's mazainas. Some will say the ikar is the fish of shahakal. According to Ramesha, some say that you make separate brachas. I don't know what says you make separate brachas on his Because he holds... Without the rice, would you eat the fish? Yeah. No, no, what I mean is right now, what you, I'm doing it for the rice. Oh, so if you're doing it for the rice, yeah. Because they say... As, rice is also because three women make what, what broke rice is. Yeah, we make mazaynas on rice. What do you mean three women make like this? There's, there's people who hold adobos, people who hold chakos, people who hold uh, mazaynas. I always thought it's the only... I mean, the Gemara says, 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 Right, so if it's not, then it's a double, right? No, you still make a mazanis because you don't think say it's one of the commissions in the dome. Okay, but anyways, I'll go on like this. Now, the thing is like this. Now, emotions, though, it's very tricky, okay? Because there's a certain group, whatever, a certain group that a bunch of teenagers put out, you know, teenagers that were like a little bit off the beaten path, you know? And Lamaisa, they wanted to, they wanted some kind of motivation for basic mitzvahs. They wanted something to motivate them to do some basic mitzvahs, right? Put on tefillin, to wear tzitzis. Now, a person doesn't get credit for putting on tefillin and wearing tzitzis, right? Really? Guy comes to the base marriage no and learns. Star? No, it doesn't get credit from oh, other credit. people. Oh, yeah, I mean, saying this one, about the banish, of course. We just talk, spoke about a person puts on tefillin has astronomical, explosive Even though, effects. Obviously, we're supposed to try and get to the point of. Um, Right. It takes time to get there. It takes time <laughs> to get there, yeah. But the point of the point is is that these kids didn't feel any motivation to do it, right? Because it's very simple. People need validation. That's one of the basic human emotional needs. It's not gaiva, 
it's not necessarily Redifus HaKovid, although in the Vardic they do call it Redifus HaKovid, but it's not real Redifus HaKovid. People need basic validation, appreciation, basic respect, basic respect you know, not necessarily that everybody feedback. has to stand up for him. feedback so you could know to continue down that path. Yeah, but it's not just feedback. It's also people need validation. They need to be validated and feel good and feel validated based on what they do, right? Which is a very important thing, right? Some people's, their wives validate them, right? And so they come to yeshiva and they don't need to be validated. Some yeah, it doesn't make a difference who it is. I agree with you. As yeah. long as they feel they're getting what they need. Yeah. Every, every, every human being needs validation. I think. I think every living thing needs it in a sense. Yeah. You know? So they went Lamaisa and they created this group that they would get validation for, for doing basic mitzvahs, right? That happened to be, it led to beautiful things. It led to actually finishing the sechtas and we put together like a whole seder for them and we got like different magadish here. I had some of my talmidim to share to these boys. And it was a beautiful situation. But Akapana and they in the beginning, they wanted to also include girls into it. And they, they were very inspired, and they felt that it was proper, emotionally, to do such a thing. They said, come on, you know, this is all about mitzvos and, and, and achdus, and girls are also Jewish. What kind of mitzvos are going to do, gonna do though? Uh, whatever, I don't know. <laughs> Give them validation for doing what? I don't know, maybe learning Tehillim, I don't know, reading Tehillim. Okay, whatever. make a separate group for that. Yeah, exactly. But the point is, you're right, they should have made a separate group for that, but emotionally, in the moment, they felt very strongly, we should all get together as like some kind of achdus thing, even though it wasn't B'dayr Chatznis, right? Even though it was K'nagrat so a person has to be very careful about his emotions also to realize that emotions are not empirical evidence. Emotions are, are a marker. Emotions can pick up on things that are deeper than the seichel, but it's very hard for a person to know. So how does a person know for sure? I think anyone with a straight seichel understands that it's a bad idea, right? And it's going to lead to more bad than good to have a group with, 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 with tarubas of teenagers, right? Right. right. So the fact that they were saying it was just that they were lying to themselves, not being... Uh, not being honest about the fact that what's the, what their motive to actually want that mm-hmm. no but I don't know but, no, no, no. Deep, deep down they do no, but I don't but I don't know I don't know if their motive was to do pretzels because they're anyways friends with these girls I think their motive really was achtos they really felt like let's do achtos that maybe right I really feel that that's what they felt and I think this is a group that like you've heard of it but I'm just giving an extreme example though because a lot of times in situations in our lives we also have emotions and we think that this is the right thing to do and then we see that the Paris of the actions didn't really come to fruition and unfortunately you know it wasn't the right thing right right so there's a definitely right so there's definitely a marker for but then there's another aspect also that you have a lave that's also supposed to be a lave maven right it's supposed to have a certain level of consciousness or give you a certain level of consciousness are you saying basically not to always listen to your emotions oh yes oh well that's true because for example very emotional people Mm -hmm. tend to go based off their emotion as Mm -hmm. opposed to Logic. Logic, right, right, and a lot of times that can mess a person up in life. Absolutely, yeah. I, mean, I mean, it can very much. It's definitely mess me up in life. <laughs> like the way of the turret, because yeah. you feel a certain way, yet the terrorist is not. Like yeah, this. I remember my my father went to Rav and he was telling what was telling what was going on in yeshiva. You had the people that were bnei Eretz Yisrael and the people from America. When he was in Eretz Yisrael, he was telling your partner this. And there's two separate minyanim. You know, the first day yantif, the second day yantif. And my father, I don't know, there was something uncomfortable. He felt uncomfortable about it or something. So he went to your partner and he was telling 
talking to Futner about it. So Futner says it doesn't have to do with your emotions. It has to do with what the Torah says. That was like his like Allah. Meaning, meaning to say that it doesn't make a difference how if you feel. Com- yeah, it means it doesn't make a difference how comfortable you feel or don't feel. If the Torah says it, it's true, and you have to learn how to align your emotions with the Torah. And, and a person speaking this is a to big this person thing. also has to be respectful, not just like okay, we don't care your emotion. This, you get what I mean? You yeah. Do it in a very respectful yeah, way. Yeah. Try to yeah. Yeah. But my Futner understood my father. That a very close relationship. Now, not to refer to talk my father case, that in general. Yeah. Yeah. In general, yeah. But my Futner understood that my father would be macabre for him no matter what he said. You know what I mean? So it didn't really make much of an afghan. But and the point is also that like we're saying, we have to try to not just not go with our emotions, but I think also Schlaf bases to align our emotions with the Torah. Right? To start feeling passionate about certain things that the Torah says because the Torah says it. To align our emotions with, with what the Torah is saying. So I think that's a very important thing. That's number one. That's number two. And then number three is that there is something that's very deep and that's way above and beyond anything we could explain. And there's an emotion that really is Meira on an MS that the Seichel cannot tap into. And the question is, where and when and how do you know that that emotion is true? So they say a Maisa over in Brisk, they say over from the Chazanesh, uh, not the Chazanesh, I'm sorry, the Chavetz Chaim. They say over that somebody came to the Chavetz Chaim in regards to a certain halachic whatever, and the Maisa, the Chavetz Chaim told him, this is, this is the halacha, this is the din, this is how you have to go. And so he asked him, he says, Vushtet, you know, where's Uriah? So the Chavetz Chaim opened up his jacket, he pointed to his heart, and he says, it says right here, it says it in my heart. Because a person who is mezukach, a person who has perfected himself, and he's risen up to the highest levels of Kedusha, he doesn't even have a crumb of forethought. I saw this by Big Dalim. Right? But most people, right, when you work things out, you have a right thought and a wrong thought, and you have to kind of sift through your thoughts and sift through your brain chatter. By the real, real grace of Gedalim, they only have Glata thoughts. They don't even have a Kruma Havamina. Their, their, their muscle reshin is already glad and is already tired. It says, it says in terms of Sheikh, it says, I'll write the Torah on your hearts. Aluach Libacha. Right. But Agapana, the point is, is that the Chavetz Chaim, because he was so perfected and he was so close to the Rabbeinu Shalom, so Mamela, any emotions that were going through his heart were completely and totally aligned with the Torah. He was a man that worked his entire life to align his emotions to the Torah and his seichel to the Torah and everything about him. He was one chefta of Torah. That's why you could learn up Maisa al Gedalim, the Tzipuri Tzadikim, is considered to be Musa because you could learn it up Mamish as a Torah because that's exactly what it is. It is Torah. Right? He was, he was mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's the only time you can rely on Right. So, Kitzar Maisa, so let's get back to what he's saying over here. So, he says, so therefore, so because a person who performs actions and words and thoughts properly. So this is not such a chassidish say. It doesn't say exactly where these kaychas are manifest. But he says that he's makayim. He is. He keep. He keeps the continuity. and he also gives further kaychas. Bekama kaychas into many different kaychas, the many different hashpois that are going on in the upper worlds. Va'ilamas el yoyim in the higher worlds hakdoshim that are holy and risen. Umaysef behem kedusha va'or and he is maysef within them a kedusha, a holiness, and a or and a light, a spiritual light. 
I have placed my words in your mouth for you to plant the heavens and to and to be miyased the earth. Like it says in Brachas, don't say that we're referring to sons, we're referring to children. We're referring to builders, right? Because a person in this world is literally a builder. That's what a human being is. He's building Eilamas al He's infusing these Eilamas al with Nayakaychis. And his actions are, so to speak, spiritual bricks that each brick piles up on the next brick and it creates this massive, beautiful palace, this building. So that's what it is. In a deeper sense, that's exactly what a person is going to be zoichet to when he gets to Eilam Haba. When we go to Eilam Haba, it's a schar mitzvah mitzvah. What does schar mitzvah mitzvah mean? What the schar of a mitzvah is the mitzvah. I guess the effect of, of the mitzvah that it had on other people oh. in the world. Mm-hmm. It's because the effect of the mitzvah, not, but not just the effect that it had on other people. A mitzvah, klapish maya, is being masakin and creating ilamas and creating ruchniyistik and mitziyasin that we can't fathom and we don't see. Now when you read Sifre Kabbalah, right, it says it goes into the Zeran pin and the Yatsilas and Bria and Yitzira and it goes up and down and the Ein Saif and, and the Alba Kadmain and this and that, etc. Even those are general worlds right, those that are general. included the exactly. millions of worlds. Right, know? right. So, those, are just, yeah. those are just general worlds and within those worlds there's, there's Ein Saif Madregas and Ein Saif Elamas and Ein Saif Ruchniyams. So the Maisa it's impossible to fathom these things but that when we get to the next world we're going to connect to those things and that is what the mitzvah is a mitzvah the chefta of a mitzvah the machus of a mitzvah is what you created in the upper worlds it's the kedusha and the tyra which you created in the upper worlds and that that the machus changes mamish what's going on up there that's what you're going to be that's what you're going to live in the awesome devar b'fichel and toyish ma'am l'isayda aritz k'mayim al-tikr b'necha ala b'necha you're the builders k'hema ha-mesadrim because we set up the Ilama Salyanim, Kibbaina Hamasadir Binyanai, just like somebody who builds, he sets up his house, right? Some sort of like an architect, right? He draws out the plans and then you hire the builder and the builder put, puts everything into place. So too we do the same thing. So on the flip side, a person also has to be aware of both, right? I think like we need we need a little bit of a rejuvenation of 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 Sur Meirah and Asay Taif together, right? Because sometimes when things go a little too far, so the reaction is, okay, let's go now the opposite extreme, right? So if people get too din-like, if people get too strict, there's too much discipline, there's too much expectations, there's too much responsibility, there's too much achrayas, and there's, and there's too much, you know, yelling, and no, 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 whatever it is, and too much toughness, right? So the Maisa, what do people say? They say, no, forget about it, let's do Kuli Ava, right? And then when the Kuli Ava doesn't work, right, because they flip that, so they say, oh, you see the Ava didn't work, so now let's go back to the Din. And they go all the way to the extreme Din, and then that doesn't work either. Right. And it goes back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth, and it never never fixes itself. Why? Because each person is seeing the flip side, oh, that Din doesn't work, so now let's do Ava. Oh, that Ava doesn't work, now let's do Din. Right? The truth of the matter is, is that we need balance. Right? We need balance. That's also, you need the Teferis. You need the Teferis. Exactly. You need the you need the mamutza the darcha mamutza, and that's like one of the answers is is to like the system let's say right. So let's say there are certain flaws that might exist within the system there's, there's right. Automatic flaws. There's automatic flaws no matter system, what. Any flaws. system exactly. When Rishon Kamenetsky was here, right. When Rishon Kamenetsky was here, Rishon Kamenetsky said that a system by definition is a problem. Right. Everyone agrees. Right. Because a human being is something very specific. Everyone. It's not a, because it's a system. It can't. Right. By definition, a system. 
group of people, it's going to get very tough. That's right. By definition, by definition, a system can't be perfect. Yeah. And so there are flaws within a system. Now, now there are flaws within a system because it's a system, and that means that it can never change, and that's the way it's going to be. Lado and Atzach. But then there are flaws within the system that could be changed. And when those flaws in the system pile up and pile up and pile up and don't get changed, so then a lot of times people come and they say, let's create a completely and totally new system that was not Braslov, not Chabad, not Litvish, but let's just start like a new movement. For example, like the open orthodoxy, right? You know, movements like that, open orthodoxy, reform, conservative, you know, all the, all the movements that are supposed to, you know, save people and help people and, you know, be understanding. Open orthodoxy is uh, Avi Weiss's, you know, Avi Weiss? Yeah, he has this thing, open orthodoxy, to support gay rights, etc. It's, oh. it's, it's, yeah, it's a terrible thing. Yeah, woman rabbis. exactly. Oh. Meaning that they're Mishana from the Minig, etc., etc. Right. So Tarot says... Gay rights in Yiddish guys is pushed the steer. It doesn't work. Oh, yeah, of course. Obviously. It doesn't work. It's a nice idea, but it doesn't... No. Yeah. I don't know if it's a nice idea either. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's an American it's, idea that... It's uh, a Teva. You know? The thing is, open orthodoxy is outright dishonest because they don't want to just come out and say, you know, we're not orthodox, you know, mm-hmm. because they because they, they know that uh, that a lot of the segment will just uh, you know, right. pay attention to them. Right. So they, they call themselves open orthodox, and people will give them this, the time of day, and uh, eventually they might get pulled in. You know? mm-hmm. you now they used to call yeah. it was like neo orthodoxy. They did change it though. They called it open orthodox, not orthodox. No, but it, it sounds like it's orthodox. I yeah. get it. But but that's, it's like a spin on orthodox. It's like modern orthodox, let's say, is very, well, could be in many modern different... Modern orthodox is also based on orthodox. Right. It's but, it's, but it's a lot more, but it's a lot more similar to regular orthodoxy than, than open Open is, the very definition of open is pretty much come one, come all, do as you wish. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you but then you're calling it orthodox also, so where, where's the... I can't tell you why you the mes- how's the mezzig work out? Because he's calling it open based off orthodox. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Right. Meaning, I'm not saying it's so misleading. I get it, he could have renamed it. Right. But I guess... No. It's intended to be. I think there has to be. Zero. I don't disagree, but I'm saying is it is but very they, obvious they for the name that he calls it open means they're open, they're, they're, as you I, I would say they're probably more liberal than, than the original conservatives. Okay, but the point is that's not the point. My point is is that Lamaisa person to has the zero tolerance policy in this guy to, to gay rights because yeah, it doesn't work. No? Yeah, so a person has to realize Lamaisa that we have to balance this this side. We have to balance sur and we have to balance asay type. We have to have a balance of discipline and structure and Achrayas, but also of motivation and validation and love and all those things have to have to be, be together so now we discussed in regards to what a person does within the, what a person does in this world what positive effect he could have right so that he says also a person though has to shudder a person has to have Yerushimayim and he says and the opposite through his actions words and thoughts that are not good he could destroy many and upper worlds that are called beyond fathomable, the human fathomability, right? It's uh, infinite, right? And all these worlds really have a certain sense of infinity within them. Or he could be mocked in the R, he could, he could constrict the R and the Kedusha Chas V'Shalom. And he can give over Kayach to the Medurus Atoma, to the, to the Tomei Dike places. This is what it means that a person is Nasa B'Tzalam. Now it's a very interesting thing, I got a saw in one of Rabbi Yisrael Salantos Chiburim, 
Rabbi Solsalanter says that, you know, let's say you look at Mesiris Hashar. So it says there's two types of Yira, right? There's Yiris HaChet and there's Yiris HaRaimimus. There's Yiris HaOinish, that you're worried about the punishment. And then there's Yiris HaRaimimus, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is so great and so vast and so unfathomable and he's so amazing that I don't want to go against HaKadosh Baruch Hu because I don't want to be plaguing him in HaKadosh Baruch Hu's greatness, right? Those are two, two types. But Rabbi Solomon says that if you don't have a fear of the chet and the oinish itself, meaning to say, if you don't understand that there's a system called carrots and sticks, then you're never going to be able to raise yourself up to the point where you have your sarayimus. It has to start with there's punishment. We are, we, there's consequence. What? You're afraid. You're afraid. You're afraid of the punishment. Just simply put, being afraid of the punishment that there's a place. Because, in this world. Because basically you don't get away with anything. Correct. So if you understand that, and you truly understand Correct. that, you'd be scared stiff to Stiff-ed. do anything you shouldn't be doing. Right. Now there's an unhealthy way of absorbing that, and a completely unbalanced way, and then a person becomes obsessed, and a person doesn't have kayak to do anything positive in his life. So a person has to know where, when, and how that's applicable. But there definitely is a concept that a person has to be fearful. Now the Drusha Saran says that this does not change in any generation. There's no, the Drusha Saran says that business until Mashiach comes, there's going to be this idea that anytime we fall, the Goyim are going to attack us, right? The way the Beis HaLevi basically is Masbert is, is first the Goyim say, come, we want to be your friends, they want to be Maharis, your Yiddishkeit. Then when they succeed in actually taking away your Yiddishkeit, then they go after your physical Gofoso, right? So says the Joshua Saran, what's Pshat? Why does it work that way? Joshua Saran says it's because it's carrots and sticks. It's there to be a disciplinarian system. And he says, therefore, until Mashiach comes, it's not going to change. Because we have to know that if we don't behave, we will be punished. And not just in the next world, not just the fire of Gehenim, etc., etc. Sometimes it is only in the next world. Right, sometimes it's only in the next world, but, but you're, in this you're, world you're also. If it's in this world. Yeah, yeah, it's better to, for it to be That's in this world. Yeah, yeah. You might be going through pain and suffering, but yeah. you're better off down here than eternity. One hundred percent. Eternal pain. Galinsky, he mamish gave a marshal. He said that the truth is that if we understood what the tsaras in our life were doing for us, we would make a party every single every Absolutely. single time. Absolutely, cleansing. Big time. Yeah, Not, and the cleansing and the, the sinaschar also that we get for it because we're fighting through it and we're doing mitzvahs. So he gives a marshal. He says that there was one time a yid and he was getting whacked by this balabas, this very wealthy balabas, was whacking the yid and whacking the yid and whacking the yid and the kids are every single whack that he whacked this yid the yid went and he made a lechaim and he made a party and then he says okay nachawak 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 and each whack he made a party so the bystanders looked at him and they thought he was out of his mind what on earth are you doing makes no sense so he says you don't understand I owe, owe this guy a hundred million dollars. And every single time he whacks me, I'm putter on five million. So Mamela, that's five, that's Kilo. Each time I made five million dollars. I get patted myself from five million dollars. Now I'm less of a Baal Person Pasha feels free. Everybody knows that when you're in financial distress, right? If a person's a real Baal Batachim, you can get through it also. But a, a regular person, even if a regular person is, works on Batachim, it's very, very hard to deal with financial stresses. It's command impossible. Right? People feel when they have loan sharks running after them, and when they have their, their creditors, and when their credit goes bad, their credit score goes bad, they feel like life is over. It's mom, it's an extremely painful process, right? So that freedom 
When a person is freed from all of his financial constraints, he feels that tremendous zikla, tremendous, tremendous energy from that. So too, a person should feel tremendous inspiration and energy every single time a Kaddish Baruch who pays him in this world instead of paying him in the next world. I like to say, basically, if you look at every time you get a whack mm-hmm. or a Nisayan mm-hmm. as a hug and a kiss from Hashem, oh. you'll be like, ah, oh, Hashem, I love you. Exactly. Like, exactly. You got to change the perspective on the situation. Yeah. And the truth of the matter is, I think that's really the only way to really be happy. That is the only way. I think it's the only way to be happy. Because if you think about it, right, Yisurim, there's something positive. Now, people want to, want to think positively, right? But to ignore negativity, to ignore the fact that there are things that are going on in your life that you don't really approve of or you're not happy about, and to pretend Kilo those things don't exist and I'm only focusing on the positive, that's called suppression. Right? You're really suppressing those facts, you're really suppressing those thoughts. That's not really healthy. Right? But when you plug into those negative things that are going on in your life and you draw forth inspiration because you know that they're there for a purpose and they're there to be utilized for something positive, right? You could grow from it also in this world, right? You can take all your experiences, your negative experiences and grow from them. And very often negative experiences you could advise other people, you could help other people that are going through the same negative experience. Right? So that's the way to really become happy, to realize that there's purpose in pain. There's purpose in pain. I think there was a famous Chinese philosopher and he once said that pain is inevitable. Pain in this world is inevitable. A person feels pain. But suffering, that's a choice. Because you can develop a perspective that you'll never suffer a day in your life. Yeah. If you can develop a perspective... It's hard, but it's attainable. It's hard, but it's attainable. And here's the kicker. Guys say, I worked on it, I worked on it, and I'm not getting anywhere. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Really? You're not any different than when you were when you first worked on it? You seem a little calmer. You seem a little happier, right? So you're getting somewhere. Could also be that deep down they really want this pain to go and they're like, it's not going away. Yeah. The reality is, like you said, you got to know, turn to Amuna and Betalka and also realize that there's purpose in the pain. And I take it a step further. Hashem doesn't enjoy people going through pain. It pains him seeing his kids in pain. For sure. But it has to be done for whatever reason. Right? Right? 100%. Imi it says that a Exactly. When a person goes through pain, a Kaddish Baruch Hu, so to speak, himself goes down into the person and he's going through the pain with that individual. He's experiencing that pain, but a Kaddish Baruch Hu deems it to be necessary. Now, we don't understand why it's necessary, but we definitely can understand that because it is necessary, then therefore we should be happy with it because it's doing something positive for us. Okay. So, so we have to understand that. So when we create this harissa and the lamas al and we want things to be misukin, right? So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pay. So this is the, but now we're not talking so much about scharva einish. Now we're more talking about construction and destruction, constructing the lamas al and destructing them through the various that we perform. Just like Hashem Himself is God, He is the one that has all the kaychas that you find within all of the ilamas. He is the one that's nice and kaych. He is the only source of power and energy. And the Kaddish Baruch Hu sets them up. 
and he fears them the way he does. Kain hishlit ritzayni is baruch as adam. So too, Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave a shlita over to a person. Shehu hapayseach, he is the opener. Vahasoiger and the closer shall kama alfe ribois koiches vailamas alpi kol pratis sidri hanakaisa v'chol yanov v'chol eis v'ragamamish. Every moment, every second, a human being has, so to speak, like the same keilu. You know, obviously it's kaviyachol. Obviously, it's only a dimyan ma. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us that ability, right? Now, on a deeper level, right, it's really anyways only HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's really what? Really anyways only HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because he's the one that's giving us the kayak to perform those actions, and he's the one that's making that mechanism of action happen through our maizim to create the world. But it is HaKadosh Baruch Hu allowing it to happen through our maizim, through our bechira. Right, so so does, so we're so we're like almost a shotif with a college baruch. So a lot of times we think we have a great idea. Now don't get me wrong; it was us who thought it, but God planted it in our heads. Mm-hmm. That's why you can't take the credit as though like, wow, I did it. It's more like you know you were gifted by God to come up with this incredible idea. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's that's what they call they say in Yiddish einfall, right? right? You know, in in English you don't have that. It's like I have a great idea. Right, I, I, they, they don't say, they don't, they don't say I had an einfall. What's an einfall? Einfall literally means it fell into your head. That's what it means. Yeah, you see the the, the way the Yidden spoke. Just posh it. I was timing. If you listen to the way a guy speaks and you listen to the way a Yid speaks, posh it. The way a guy speaks could be poigim your emuna, and the way a Yid speaks could raise up your emuna. A guy says, I had this amazing idea. I put so much kaychas. You chap what I chapped. You know, this is from years of experience. I understand. I'm deep. I'm, I'm, I'm this. I'm that. And goes through all of his miles that he has. Right? But a yid says, I'm fine. Right? It, it, it came into my mind. We say, Baruch Hashem. The Ebishter gave me an idea. We talk Pasha differently. The talking of a yid is mechazek amunah. The talking of a guy, Pasha, could be, could, 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 could be Mgarea, person's amunah. Okay. So, anyways, Va'amru Chazal Be'echa Rabasi, Rabbi Kiva B'Shem. I mean, Bizman Shisrol Aisim Ritzainish Amakam, as long as Klai Yisrol is doing the Ratzim of Akadosh Baruchu, Maisifin Kayach Begvura Shamaila, we are Maisif, we are adding Kayach to the Gvura of Akadosh Baruchu, the Maila, Kamadat Amr Belekim Nasechayil, Bizman Shain Yisrol Aisim Ritzainish Amakam, but when Klai Yisrol is not doing the Ratzim of Akadosh Baruchu Kaviachol, Matishin Kayach Gadol Shamaila, so what he's doing is, is he is affecting it, he is weakening it. This kayach alamayla dechsev tzuriyal atich atashi. Ubekama mekam is bezayir hakadosh, and it's also spoken about many times in bezayir hakadosh. Kishirayts and lamay al mekatrig when the sultan wants to mekatrig al oisam meisam shal yisrael al hashem vaday oimdim lekatrig asher yisrael oisam meisam shleik shem kaviyachum atishin kaychay shal hakadosh baruch hu when. Paul Yisrael are performing actions that are not in line with the Torah, so then it's so to speak, right? And obviously this is all kaviyachol. This is not yeah. really true. I think it explains in Shara base how it works. I uh, would yeah. say Lahavdal actually. Yeah, think yeah, Goyim yeah. who do certain actions probably affect the world. Are they wrong? No, no, they, they are. They do not. They don't affect the world at all. No, they don't affect the upper worlds. They definitely They're, affect the physical world because they have a what's the right word? An effect on those around them. Yeah. They have an effect on those around them, and they might even have some kind of spiritual effect within this world itself. But they do There's not. There's no actual. They're not doing any harm in the spiritual. You're saying. Oh, so so or listen good. to so listen to what he says. He says, Zeis Teresa Adam Kol Ish Yisrael." 
every person in Klal Yisrael. He should not say in his heart, God forbid, What am I? Who am I to do anything, to be piled anything with my lowly actions and within this world? He can't say such a thing, because the Kaddish Baruch Hu gave him a tremendous responsibility. Every single moment, never gets lost. Now he says like this. He says, A person who truly understands this, a person will tremble. When a person thinks about his avarice, right? There's, there's, there's a fear and there's a trembling. How far? They can go to destroy Laharis Bechet Kal Khasushalam even with a little teeny teeny kal, even with a small chet. Harbe Yaser, Mashahikrav Nevuchanatsavitas. This is even worse than Nebuchadnezzar and Titus did. What's the shot? How could they do something more than Nebuchadnezzar and Titus, right? Nebuchadnezzar and Titus, they caused tremendous destruction, right? So a yid with one little teeny tiny Kleina Veira is able to cause more harisa and more destruction. We can design. He says the word is when they acted and they did what they did they did not create any pagam whatsoever any sense of destruction or any like withholding of kedusha whatsoever because they do not have any chalak and any sherish in the higher world, worlds they don't have the ability to touch the spiritual worlds at all so that's what he says he says that a guy does not have this kayak only a yid has this kayak you know and Lamaya said that's, that's a tremendous responsibility what's a guy's top in this world I know it's a little bit uh, out of uh that's the right word. Well, we first have to figure out what our tafkid. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. But what is a guy's tafkid? Because I mean, the shevet mitzvah for Nehemiah, but does he earn alam haba to some degree? Like, Rambam what's, says. What's his tafkid? Rambam says that he'll get a portion. So that whatever that por- whatever that portion okay, is. That's a tafkid to do the seven mitzvahs for Nehemiah. It's also to serve Kali Yisrael, right? Okay. Maybe. That's the real task. Oh, but that's the real task. Everything in this world that was created was created for Kali I understand. What does right? it mean to serve Kali When they make Nike shoes, yeah. it's so that my kid could have Nike shoes. Your kid could have Nike shoes. Right? When they make Reebok. No. No, not at all. We're Yidin. We're different. We're better. We're greater. Yeah, God also made them. Shem also made them. Didn't just make us. But we're much greater than them. That I agree with. But I'm saying like Hashem made Hashem made Malach Malach Yesharis also, right? Correct. And they're much more sentient and much more holy and much more risen than Goyim, correct? Mm-hmm. And they still serve us. Malach us. Serve us. Okay. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. Right. I mean, they're, they're really they, serving the Ratzon of Hashem. But, but the yeah, Ratzon of Hashem is for us, right? And we have a shlita on them. Rav Nachman talks about that also, by the way. He talks about how the goal is that we have a shlita on the on the, on the Malachim, that we can have that. Yeah. You say that the is is that because everything is for Klal Yisrael, and that's not Gaiva. That's Gaiva Diktusha. Right? Just because. It's not, it's not even Gaiva. You're saying that's just reality. It's not like now else you should. Yeah. Whatever, meaning you could be proud of it, but not... Yeah, and you should be proud to be it. Yeah, but that's not considered to be Gaiva. If anything, that might be considered to be Gaiva Diktusha, then you're in this world. That's, that's like what the Chesidah is for. proud, but proud in a, in a proper way. Right. Mm-hmm. Meaning proud, not because you're better per se, but because mm-hmm. proud of who you are. 
whatever. Yeah. yeah. But, it's, but it's important But it's important for you to know that you are better than a guy. Right. What I mean is, it's not comparing. It's just be proud that you're who yeah. you are. Or and you're a prison. Yeah. Yeah. You could focus on that mainly. You know, that's true. But we don't chas v'shalom want to equate us with guy and then say like, okay, it's not fair or whatever it is, right? The Torah says that, you know, listen, the Kaddish Baruch Hu Well, like I said, well many things in the Torah, if you're going to go with feelings, you're going to have issues. Right. Because a lot of things don't necessarily come across as fair to the logical mind. Right. I'll tell you something else also. If I was looking at Torah from a completely emotional state, so I would say the biggest mitzvah is to say to him. Right? Cry over to him. Like the ladies, right? You look at that, that, that feels so holy. No, feels holy because you're crying. You're saying, but that the question crying is, over the tehillim and the right, hundred percent. But if you're looking at it from a shitchiyistic point of view, right, you're looking at that like that is the holiest, loftiest thing that could possibly exist. Well, I think tehillim is meant for. I mean, it's meant for always. But the reality is, it's, it's the time of crying is when you need something. Mm-hmm. You should. I don't think I show much you to be crying all day. He wants you to be learning, connecting, and enjoying. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I think Tehillim is more like when someone talks to the Ace Rods thing, like they need something. Well, yeah, I, I understand, but the Maya said, uh, it's, yeah. not, it's not necessarily true because, you know, Richard Meyer talks about certain people that they're beginning is talking to cry, cry out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that crying to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not a depressing crying to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's an uplifting experience. When a person cries on the Elah, that's one of the most happy, glorious moments of the person's life. You know what I mean? It's not a negativity. Saying it's crying through simcha. There's, there's a tremendous, yeah, there is a simcha in that. Even when you're, you're admitting, see, a really healthy person, when he does vidui and he cries about his averis, he's not depressed. He feels the hiscarvus, he feels the connection, he feels well, if you the, are depressed, the vacus. You're probably not on that very high level because yeah. you're not supposed to get depressed over your there. Exactly. Yeah. So a very healthy person should be able to do that. But um but I'm just saying, like for me, right, when I came to the East Coast, right, I came to Yeshiva and they said Tamil Tari can I go Kulam, right? That didn't sit well with me. Right? It sit well with me, you know, do a chesed, don't talk Lashon Hara, you know, daven with a lot of kavana and a lot of fire and a lot of bren. Those are the type of things that sat well with me. The different Sipurit Sadiqim, the Maisen, they want Lafnei Mishra Sadin. But Talmud Tayyar Kanega Kulam, that doesn't necessarily resonate with a person 100%. Well, I think today I would say the reason why I understand it the most is because in reality, if you're learning again the way you're supposed to be learning, mm-hmm. we're supposed to connect. Yeah. And in order for, in order for us to be good yet and do what mm-hmm. we need to do, we need to connect. We need yeah. a strong connection. Mm-hmm. The more connected, perhaps the better. Uh, perhaps the better we'll end up being. Yeah. So doing chesed is beautiful, but we're not really connecting with God when we do that. We're, we're just connecting. Doing godly we, are, things. we are connecting with us. Yeah, but not yeah. in the same meaning. We're not learning. Da selikim. Right. Right. Where we're connecting in a different way. Like this is Hashem has rachamim and people, so we gotta you know let's do chesed. Yeah. Whatever it is. Oh, but that's very important though. A person has to I'm realize not it's important, huge. I'm saying that's huge. why it's not on the level perhaps of Talmudary because Talmudary you're connecting with like we said the das das of Hashem. This yeah. is like. The blueprints of the world. This is, you know, this is, yeah. this is it. Okay, Grace is going to I think it's.